The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of The Daily Drop. Now, I might sound a little bit less excited. We're here at episode number 51, but I want to take a different tack with you today. As we move here, and this is only for today's episode, I want to become a little more um, retrospective as we move into the 51st episode here. In retrospective, in that so far what I've concentrated on are all of the frameworks and the health adaptations and the impact scores and working and the doctors that I've introduced you to throughout these first 50 episodes of The Daily Drop. And today gave me pause as we move towards the 100 episodes now, and uh, here we are at number 51, about what was it that inspired me to begin and commence and kick off the, day, the new science of physical health, the whole genre of education, and here in, on the podcast, this Daily Drop series, which comes out every single day. And then I sat down and thought about it. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to give you about a minute of a DVD series that I shot about 10 years, well, seven or eight years ago now, called Discover the Beat of Your Healthy Heart. It was me in the studio. I was with a professional athlete at the time. We are doing some work together where he had a cardiovascular event nearly took his life at 27 years of age. Um, he was a pro footballer here in Australia. Anyway, um, this one minute is, gets very personal. It's me launching the DVD series, talking about why I created it and, and what I did. So why don't we do this? I'll transition to the one minute from the DVD, then I'll come back. I'll spend just a few minutes with you, much less today than we have in some previous episodes, and reflection upon what is the authentic reason that I want you to share the, the, the new science of physical health with people and the people that you care about, yourself, the people you care about, and the people that you influence. Let's listen to this one minute from the DVD, and I'll be back shortly. On November the 1st of 1989, I took a phone call from my mother. These are the three words she said. Love, Dad's died. It changed my world. He had a sudden heart attack and it was massive. The doctors later told my mother he passed away before he hit the ground. He was just 47 years old. There is a song by a musician called Jimmy Ruffin. It's called What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. Let's listen to the chorus and the words go, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted? Who's had love that's now departed? I know I've got to find some kind of peace of mind maybe. The purpose of this DVD learning series is to develop some peace of mind from our number one killer. One person every 10 minutes of every day in this country dies of a cardiovascular event. Most like my, my, my father, premature. Peace of mind for my family and peace of mind for your family if I can help you to discover the beat of your healthy heart and you avoid a cardiac event. This will give me peace of mind. I remember completely where I was when I took that phone call. I was working in a, a fitness complex in Canberra, Australia. I'd finished my degree in health and physical education and sports science from Canberra University in 1988. Got awarded my degree certificate, I think it was in April of 1989. And then six months later, I took that phone call that changed the very fabric of my, my adult life. And, uh, and wouldn't, I would, if it not had happened, I would not have headed down this direction. And, and born out of the 
when I took that phone call, I was downstairs in the fitness testing complex, uh, part of, the, of the, the, fitness, the fitness testing room in the complex that I was at the time. And where I was, was a very classy part of Canberra. It was right near Australia's Parliament House where the federal government does all of its, all of its business on a daily basis, like the United States Congress, I guess. And then um, right around the corner, literally right around the corner from where I worked, was um, something called um, the Lodge. And that's where the Prime Minister, the leader of our country, um, lives for his term, like the White House, I guess you would call it. That was literally right around the corner from this fitness complex that I worked at. And so we had a lot of politicians there, a lot of uh, international diplomats. I met lots of people from America and Canada and Africa and the United Arab Emirates and England. All of the diplomats came to our fitness complex and we had lots of um, high profile people come there. Um, You know, the person who owned it really ran a great, did such a great job. In fact, Bill, who was the owner, um, about three, four, five years later after I left, after my father died, and I went to work for the National Heart Foundation of Australia, which is like the American Heart Association or the Canadian Heart Association or same thing in England. I think it's the, I think it's the, the Heart Association of, of um, Great Britain or the United Kingdom. And so I went to work for them for six or seven years being in education and uh, fundraising and then working with the, the doctors there trying to understand what happened to my dad. And so I was working, Bill, I was going to say, Bill, he invented, have you ever heard of Les Mills fitness classes? He invented this system of body pump, um, body combat, um, body dance, all these different things under the Les Mills brand. And it's grown from his vision and his work to 170 countries and um, 20,000 fitness clubs around the world use Les Mills fitness classes. And it's got an on-demand platform, which is like 2 million users. It's just phenomenal. So I worked for Bill at the time and I, when I took that phone call and I remember I just like basically collapsed. Like a, here I am as a 22-year-old adult, barely out of being a teenager and about to become a man and move into my adult years, expecting that I have my dad's advice all the way through. And then all of a sudden, out of literally nowhere, he wasn't sick. He was standing next to my mother at 46 years of age, she was 45, and they were looking at buying a new house in the country town that they'd moved to. I'd only been moved out of home for four years after my degree, and that, that was my fifth year out of home um, that year when he passed away. And then they were looking at buying a new home. They were literally at the house, scoping out the house, thinking they were going to purchase that. They said, yep, they decided that they were going to get that particular house. And then, and then he just collapsed next to her. And then, you know, half an hour later, was it 3 p.m. on November the 1st of 1989? And 30 minutes later, 30 minutes later, my father was gone. Or less than 30 minutes later, he was gone straight away. But 30 minutes later, I got a phone call from my mum and, and you heard those words, love's dad, love, dad's died. And the, the reason I wanted to be a little reflective here and a little bit somber is, is that that pain has never left. What I, I often speak to public, to audiences in, in public and do public speaking. And I tell that story. And at 55 years of age, I'm only 10 years older than my dad was when he passed away, 55, I literally still cry about it because I lost all my adult years with my father. He, he wasn't there. And I went on to find out by working for the National Heart Foundation of Australia and then become, becoming involved in health and physical education teaching. And then about a decade ago, started to you know, dig in and started to connect with medical research professors on the papers that I'd started reading and interviewing them and, and consulting with them and asking them questions. And, and I spent a decade, the last decade, thinking to myself, 
you know what? There is phenomenal research in these papers locked away in complex medical knowledge. There's got to be a way to extract it out of there and get it into simple lessons that we can use. And that's why I invented the new science of physical health. I remember how lonely it was. I have my twin brother and my mother and myself, and that's it. That's our family. And I remember how lonely and painful it was. That night when I, I caught a plane, it was about five hours away from Sydney, I caught a plane to where my parents had been living and my brother was there. And um, that night my mother was sobbing in bed and just crying. And um, so I consoled her throughout the whole night. And it was like, it was like this. We were expecting, I'm looking at it, I'm in my garage right now, I just finished some exercise. And we were expecting that my father would walk through the door. And you might, if you've ever had this happen to you or something like it, you might have thought the same thing. But it never happens. He's gone. The biggest thing that drives me to do the daily drop and all the other things that I create and the plans that we've got coming with the new science of physical, really cool stuff, really influential stuff really big, important work. The plans that I've got and the things that I do and have done with the new science of physical health and putting it together is that so that that kind, there are people right now in homes. So we've got listeners now. I checked my um, podcast um, statistics. We've now got listeners in. We've risen. 66 countries, 728 cities. And it's in... I mean, 66 countries. I can't believe that. But I'm looking at the data and it's got a list of what the countries are. You know, from places like Finland, obscure places. I never never thought that someone listened to this episode in Finland, but I want to make an impact in their life. I never thought that somebody in Columbus, Ohio would be listening to this, but they are. I never thought there'd be someone in California, San Jose. Every time I look at my stats in the morning when I wake up for the podcast, I look up and Nearly every, if you're this person, then you'll know who you are. But someone every day from San Jose is downloading this episode. I never expected to impact someone from San Jose in California, right in the heartland of Silicon Valley. But I want to make a difference to those people's lives. I want them to learn and become engaged and influence other people, either themselves or the people they love or people that they influence in the world. They they might be their workplace. It could be if they're a school teacher like me or whoever they are. Might be involved in the fitness industry, whoever they are. I want the new science of physical health to be a simple set of tools and go, I'm a humble health and physical education teacher. I'm nobody special, but I I am passionate. I am obsessed. And I'm obsessed because it's driven out of what you heard at the start of this episode. I lost my dad. It's that simple. My entire adult life, he's gone. He's not there. And that's very, very hard to, uh, to live with when you know that it could have been prevented. I know it could have been prevented. I know it. Health adaptations, the right frameworks, apply them and track, auto-track the health adaptations and see the impact of the physical activity that you do planned and unplanned on a daily basis and see whether you hit a high enough impact score like I did today, but it didn't happen because the new science of physical health hadn't been created by that point in time. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me this episode. And I know it's a little bit more somber. I meant it to be. I meant it to be. I want you to do something with your life and I want you to do something with this episode. I want you to reach out to other people. I want other people to be able to 
There are millions, I was about to say this a minute ago. There are millions of people across all these countries, the 66 countries that we're listening to, the 728 cities, wherever you live, the town, the, the small country town you live in, if that's where you're from, in the back of Moscow, well, maybe that's not a small country town, but somewhere outside of Moscow, because I know I've got listeners in Moscow because I can see it on the podcast, or in Spain, or in all oh, the, the different places. I'll, I'll do a little list, and maybe tomorrow I'll do a little list and we'll, we'll go through some of the places, see if you, you can recognise your place as I read through them. But in your country town, or your mid-sized city, or if you live in a major city, like I've been to San Jose, I ate in a beautiful Italian restaurant in San Jose on, um, on uh, St. Paddy's Day. We had a great time, beautiful. And uh, a couple of years ago, back in 2018, maybe you're from Nashville, love Nashville, <laughs> love country music, went down there too. There are millions of people right now in Nashville, Tennessee. They're developing the precursor diseases that my father had. They're on the way. That person doesn't know it. Wherever you are, impact people in your community with the content that we have. We've got a lot of free stuff, got some paid stuff. You can choose which one you want to give them. But I'm really thankful for you joining me in today's episode of The Daily Drop, everybody. See you tomorrow. There won't be many episodes this summer because I'm a really upbeat person. I really want to be enthusiastic. But sometimes it's time for reflection, and that's today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I really care. I'm authentic. The one thing I want you to know is two things. I'm obsessed and authentic. I'm obsessed about making people listen to, come this direction, look at the new science of physical health. And then I'm authentic about what I want to have happen. And that is drive down your risk from the number one cause of sickness and death worldwide. Thanks for joining me, everybody. See you tomorrow's episode. Bye for now.